I'm so sorry too. I gotta do like my my thing. We're 28 episodes away from 100. Did you think we'd get this far? <laughs> okay, we're too predict. I'm too predictable now. Mm-hmm. I learned last week that somebody actually watches our YouTube videos. What? Yeah, he sent me a screenshot or he sent me a picture of him watching it. And I was like, oh man, now I just got super aware of what I do while we talk. (laughs) And I didn't like it. I just waved for the person that watches us on YouTube. last week's where we were zooming from our own house like our house so it was like just us staring at the screen at them (laughs) anyway i digress well we're back in the in the recording studio (laughs) hey today today is actually a really great topic defining what fit actually is or like what it means what it looks like what it looks like yeah Yeah. And we were just having a casual conversation before we started recording about this because it's come up with clients or like in other scenarios. Um, you had mentioned, we, we, sorry, back up. We started talking about doing more isn't always best and less is actually more, right? That, that approach to our health and our fitness. So do you want to start with that? Less is better. Less is better. Okay, go. The general conception or like consensus in the general pop is like, I have these weight loss goals, so I need to work out like mad to burn as much calories as I possibly can to lose weight. That's where that like comes from. And usually what goes along with that is also eat less and eat less and do cardio, mm-hmm. like run till the cows come home yeah, or spin or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Just something super low impact, low intensity or not low intent. Um, what's the word? Like low impact endurance type of activities. Now, let me put an asterisk on this. I'm not hitting on the type of activity because, and I've said this always from day one, 11 years ago now, is that I don't care what type of activity, like if somebody chooses not to come to CrossFit function, that's okay. Like as long as you're doing something other than sitting on the couch, I don't care what that something is. That's better than nothing. So let me just like preface this entire conversation on that notion. Now, with that being said, (laughs) you can definitely be way more efficient with your approach and get the best bang for your buck, both metabolically and like time spent too. The whole point is what can I do that is going to give me the longest lasting effect throughout the rest of the day, right? Because you may go and work out for an hour And you want that workout to affect what happens to your body and the processes that your body are going through for the rest of the day. And there, and like science says, not just me, but science says there are certain activities or types of exercise that are more 
a efficient and more longer lasting that will help you have better results and quicker results to the goals that you're, you're chasing. So if you had a person come in and say their goal was weight loss, what would you prescribe to them? First off, you got to lift weights. Like you have to move against resistance. And I don't mean like, <laughs> see, this is a, such a hard conversation because sometimes I'm like, and that doesn't mean against a bike, but like, Hey, if you're not doing anything currently, then that resistance against the bike is good. Right. right. But back to like best bang for your buck metabolically moving weights is your, the best way to lose weight. Now here's the why. Okay, thank you. Here's the why. You got to say why. Because when you're building lean muscle mass, it makes your body more efficient at burning calories, which means that at rest, you're going to naturally burn more calories. So most of us have desk jobs. You sit all day. You're going to, your fire is going to be burning longer and you're not actually doing anything more, right? Like you're, you're literally doing the least physical work you could be doing in that moment when you're sitting at your desk from nine to five, but on the inside, systematically, your body is like, is a hot fire. And that's, that's great. That's what we want. When you do something endurance wise like that, your body is only like that for a small amount of time immediately after the exercise. And then, you know, it goes right back to, to where you began before. So it's like length of effect is longer when you lift weights. Science. Like you can't ignore science. Well, science doesn't lie. <laughs> um, so we also got on the topic of what it means or looks like to be fit. Wait, I'm going to back up. Okay. I'm not done on my science. You're not done on your yeah. science. Okay. Sorry. And here's Sorry. the, here's the other thing is like a healthy dose of intensity coupled with moving weight, moving loads is like the best prime to your system to make that fire last as long as it possibly can. That's why, I mean, I'm biased sitting here because I run a CrossFit gym, but that's why CrossFit is so great at what it does because metabolically you are getting the best mix of the pot in every single workout that you do. Now, with that being said, somebody who has dramatic weight loss goals, the intensity part of it. And I mean, there's other things that come into factor too, like hormonal issues and past dieting experience. And, you know, there, it is a laundry list of variables that play into it. But sometimes even slowing down and taking the intensity out of it and just moving weights, you know, like a, a typical five by five type of workout is what you need, right? But the common denominator in both of those situations is load. And I think just as a general population, we're definitely better at it now. Like I've been in this industry like 15 years and in those 15 years, we definitely got way better at it. And I especially say from a female perspective of like accepting that it's okay to lift weights and what happens to your body as a result thereof, right? As opposed to like when I started, I remember my dad saying to me like, hey, you shouldn't be lifting all that weight because your arms are going to get bulky after he told me I couldn't be a firefighter because I wouldn't be strong enough to ever pull a hose. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. Thanks, dad. But like that is the mentality, right? Like. 
Well, and like, why wouldn't you want to get like the byproduct of being strong with that? Right. Like it's, just, I think that's too, just like a cultural thing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could take many different avenues out there. Like think from like a chivalry type of thing. Like the man is, this is a, this is a good oh, conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like the man is supposed to be the one that does everything right. Like heaven forbid a female does some sort of like physical yard work or something like that, you know, wow, we really got it. <laughs> but like, that's, that's the cultural shift. And I'm so glad to see that in 15 years, it's definitely gotten a lot better. That's not to say that, like, I still don't have those conversations with females that come in here and, and arguably even to some males I've had the same conversation with. I don't want to get bulky. It's like, don't worry, you're not going to get bulky. You're just going to get strong. Like what's wrong with being strong? I had uh, a parent tell me that her daughter was at home doing, her daughter comes here and so does the mom and her daughter was at home doing burpees and she stopped and she said, mom, when I get older, I want a strong booty. (laughs) I was like, that's awesome. Like this kid's like five, like how cool is that? So I, I like that that shift is happening, especially in the female population. And that's good from kids' perspective, oh, for too. for sure. Yeah. Burpees might not be the way to go to get that strategy, <laughs> but we're on the right track. <laughs> okay. Now you can. Okay. Now I can ask my. Yeah, you can go the my, direction you wanted to. Okay. It's okay. Are you sure you're done? Um, my soapbox is still here, but. I know it is. Um, we were talking about what it looks like, like what fit looks like. And looking at somebody who could look lean and thinking that they are fit, they must be healthy. And then to turn around and see them move and they can squat below parallel. So to me, that says they're not fit. They might look fit, but they actually aren't fit. Um, And just kind of debunking what looking fit versus actually being fit is. I just make you speechless. No, I'm like trying to like. <laughs> Where are you going with this? No, I'm trying to put my words. Hold, please, while she climbs back onto your soapbox. Politically correct here. Okay, go. Because <laughs> you see it a lot. What when you look so physically? What makes you think somebody looks fit? What's your, because this is a very individualized definition, I would say. Well, dictionary wise, that the definition of fitness and like health or like how we abide by the definition of those two things here, the absence of disease. Right. Right. Which I think is important, which you can't see. Right. When you look at somebody. Right. Cause we had a member here who lost a lot of weight and everybody was saying, Oh, you look good. Well, no, she was sick. Yeah. Super sick. Right. Which is why you gotta be careful, like saying those things because yeah. Okay, cool. She lost some weight, but like not, not the right way. No. And, and she, and thankfully she recognized that and whatnot, but it's like interesting how people take weight loss as a, as a looking good, being healthy kind of thing. When yeah. in fact, behind the scenes, it actually is not. And, and that, I guess that's a great way to like lead into that is like generally, again, these are generalizations is like somebody who's thin, lean, 
skinny, right, is generally seen as somebody who is fit. Yeah. It just feels wrong agreeing with that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, that's because you and I know, though. Yeah. I actually, like, those are some of my favorite people to put on the in-body. Because when they see the objective measurements of like what they are actually composed of, it is a huge realization that they're coming to that like, whoa, I'm maybe not as fit or as healthy as I thought I was. So when you do that, what do you usually see in their in-body results? Low lean muscle mass, high body fat mass. Which is opposite to what we want it to be. Like super opposite. But yet when you look at them on the outside. Someone would deem them healthy yeah. and fit. And is like and a magazine image, right? right? And, and like, again, um, <laughs> it's just where we all begin. Everybody has a day one, right? Like that just happens to be their day one where we often talk about the opposite end of the spectrum being day one. Right. So, which I think is cool, like interesting that like, look at the difference and neither sides are the definition of being healthy and fit. Right. Mm -hmm. So what, what is that like middle ground? I think I, it's not like you're going to define this by looking at somebody, right? No. But rather, like you said, your ability to move and move through real life ranges of motion properly and efficiently is a great way to deem your level of, of being fit and healthy. And I would say without pain. Yeah, without pain. Absolutely. Right? Um... Like, can you sit down on the toilet and get up off the toilet? Like, that's a squat, right? Like, yeah. can you squat below parallel? Yeah. Um, yeah, those ones are like that type of stuff is big for me. And I think that's why our master's program is so important too, right. To preserve what they have and, or prolong it, yeah. And prolong it, but also increase it. Like we had a, a master's member the other day who we were doing hair squats and she said, like last week I had to bend down to get my granddaughter to like talk to my granddaughter. And she showed us how she did it. Well, man, she was like ass to grass. And, and I looked at her and I said, like, you went that low? She's like, yeah. And then I stood up and I said to my daughter, I haven't done that probably in two years. And it's like, that's a sign that you are healthier and yeah. you're improving your fitness. And like at that age, that is awesome to see. It was really cool. One of my clients has to move oil pails, like 50 gallon oil pails in her job, carry one in each hand. And before I started working with her, could not do that. Always had to call one of the male employees mm-hmm. to come in and take it out to the customer. And that was like one of her two sighted goals that she had with me before we began. It was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to ask for help anymore. I want to be able to do that. And you know, the fact that she now is strong enough, mm-hmm. both like grip strength, shoulder strength, but core strength and leg strength to be able to walk with them to the client, the customer's car. Yeah. That to me, that's getting closer on that healthy end of the spectrum It's like yeah. when you can move through real life in the real life ranges of motion with without ease. pain. Yeah. 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 
and like without having to think or or suffer the next day or two from real life and I think like us just as a society we put so much of that merit on what we physically look like being the definition of whether we're healthy or not just because we're superficial as human beings Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but like hopefully this last 20 minutes of this podcast is like help change your realization of like no it's not actually about what is on the outside it's like what can you do what are you made of Mm -hmm. well I think it's interesting to see especially those leaner athletes become stronger and accept their body composition change like which is a mental hurdle in and of itself mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. and those are probably some of the harder conversations that I've had with clients you know just trying to reverse that psychology behind it again too like we're conditioned to want to be lean and thin and like oh look at the muscle mass like your shoulders are getting bigger that is awesome you're getting some traps for once mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. Well, and I think even that mental shift is a healthy, like a marker for understanding what health is too, and and being more knowledgeable. And I think one of the things to point on, you mentioned it earlier, is like, you go from wanting to eat less, because you think that that's what you need to do to lose weight. Like, yes, arguably, you have to be in a caloric deficit. We've said that many times, but that doesn't mean like starving yourself, right? And now that you're in here, and you're put your moving load, doing all that good stuff. And all of a sudden you're learning how to eat properly too. And so you're eating more and you're like, wow, how can I be hitting my goals? And I'm eating way more food than I ever used to. Like that mental shift is a huge win to me also to the healthier side, because the effects of actually getting enough fuel in your body are so vast you know, aside from like, oh, you're going to put some lean muscle on, you're going to lose some weight, you know, Mm -hmm. like now your mood changes, your energy levels change, you sleep better, you're all around a better person to be or like happier person to be around, et cetera, et cetera. It's funny when you like list these things like this, or you talk about it like this, and you just sit here and you're like, how can someone not want to feel this way? Like my brain just doesn't conceptualize that anymore because I've seen so many people over the years change their lives, you know? Interesting because this conversation came up in our master's class yesterday and they were talking about somebody they knew who had gone out snowmobiling as a passenger and couldn't move the next day. And it was like, just being so sore from like an activity you should enjoy and arguably you're sitting the whole time not to say that it doesn't require some like body stability and stuff like that but the conversation was well maybe we could get this person in here like and it's like no they're so close-minded um and and I said well and they've also lived life like this thinking that it's normal and that it's okay like to just feel this way is normal and this is how it's supposed to be and I think people just don't know how good their body can actually feel and what it's like to move pain-free and move through full ranges of motion and sleep good and be in that good mood like you said I think they're just they've never experienced it they just accept that this Mm -hmm. is the way it's going to be yeah or the way it's going to continue to go, right? Or worse. Like old age. They're just like accepting of it Mm -hmm. getting worse. Mm -hmm. What the heck? Mm -hmm. 
like, yeah, we joke about it, but like, no, it doesn't actually need to be that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, again, too, like you just, you get caught up in this for the last 11 years and you see thousands of people come through here and change their life. And it just doesn't compute anymore. Why somebody would not want to experience the possibility of like, what could be, what does that feel like to not want to feel better? That's a loaded question. Hey, we started talking about defining fitness and now we're like deep into this. Defining what it feels like (laughs) to not want to be fit. I don't know. I want to ask somebody that. You can run the next NSI with someone who. No, because I feel like they're coming here like if you're coming here to have that conversation, yeah, you're part already passive. Of you yeah, yeah, wants yeah. to change. Yeah, but yeah. like the conversation with somebody who is like a hard no, and this is how it's going to be. I'm sure they have bigger issues than Probably. just their belief about fitness. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I'm going to find that person. I definitely enjoy both of those ends of the spectrum, like helping people on both ends of those spectrum, I enjoy it equally. You know, mm-hmm. there's something that is super excited about somebody losing a, a pile of weight and becoming a healthier version of themselves. Like maybe they get off medication or they can now do something physically that they couldn't before, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I enjoy helping the people on the other side also that like, who learn to use food as fuel. And it's a big revelation for them to not be scared of carbs that they are grabbing the bigger barbell now because they were just so scared of like, you know, walking out of here with Hulk arms one day after one workout with a big bar type of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, just, I love seeing that mental shift on that side, as much as I love seeing the more dramatic achievements that happen externally on the other side, you know, Mm -hmm. Do you find one harder than the other? Um, they're two different types of conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Like with the person on the far right end of the spectrum, you're more working like directly with them. You know, it's, it's very tactile. It's very tactful. Like we need to learn to measure food. We need, you know what I mean? Like it's very objective. And with somebody on the far left end of the spectrum who is on that leaner side and has all these mindset issues, it's more of a mental thing. And I would say they equal, they probably take the same amount of time to achieve the things that they achieve, but one is more dramatic and one is more subtle. It's not as noticeable and it's not as instant gratif- like instant gratifying as the other side is. And I think that's ultimately what makes that left side harder as the client, right? Yes. Because the wins you really got to look hard for them and look real deep inside as opposed to somebody who's like losing weight. It's more readily, the, the wins are more readily available mm-hmm. for not just you, but others to see and commend you on. Right. So which mm-hmm. that makes it more motivating and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, somebody on the other side could go through this process and the people around them may not even ever know that mm-hmm. like that. Right. Um, like, and the other thing I'll say is like, we haven't really talked about what it looks like to be in the middle of that spectrum. Somebody who is super lean, but then also has 
the muscle mass on them, you know, like think about an athlete, for example, you know, somebody who kind of like treads that water between both ends of those spectrum. And I'm going to throw this out there. It could be healthy, but could also not be healthy. Mm -hmm. There are lots of, and I mean, I went through it myself. It's like, you are training so hard. You're eating so much food. You're like, that's literally what your life revolves around. And like hormonally, you are a disaster. So like, while on the outside, you might look like the epitome of health on the inside, you are just a garbage fire, you know, but then coming back to the conversation about like looking at somebody physically and deeming whether they're fit or not. I've had people come up to me and I've, I've told this story before, you know, in the middle of my prime, when I was super fit looking and stuff and people have come to me, like, I don't want to look like you. I'm like, cool. Like, what is the alternative? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, we've worked with many athletes in the middle of the heat there too, that just slow down don't do that as much as you're doing mm-hmm. like let's just cool the fire for a little bit to let your body get back into the state that it needs to be that is probably like when you ask me which one is harder the that's middle. the hardest one is yeah. the the middle people mm-hmm. both because i've been there as a client and as a as a coach <laughs> Yeah. Well, because it's such a fine balance, right? It is. And generally those types of people who are operating in that middle are very like all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when they are all in, cause they're obviously chasing some really big goals or whatever, when they are all in, it is very hard to like, just pull them back on the plank a little bit, you know, cool your jets for a minute. And the conversation goes like, if we can slow down and just calm down a little bit, look at all these things that could happen that could benefit what you're actually trying to do. But like to get them to see that bigger picture is, is just really hard. Cause that is definitely not instant gratification, that process. No. So I think like generally speaking to just like, kind of sum this whole conversation up, just your ability to move through real life, ranges of motion, pain-free, the absence of disease. Like those are the things that define for me what being healthy and fit looks like. And like, obviously there's other factors too. Like if you can be within that definition, then most likely your habits you know, your routines, the things that you do on a daily basis, day in and day out are probably pretty 80, 20, you know, 80% of the time, you probably have some really great habits that you're executing on that have built a pretty solid foundation within your life. And I mean, congrats, like that's, that's great, Mm -hmm. you know, because if you're on the other ends of the spectrum, it's probably the opposite way for you. You probably live your life 80% doing shit you, you really shouldn't be doing. And you probably know that you shouldn't be doing that. I'm just thinking of like, how does like this become the norm? But it comes back to like judging people, right? And like, yeah, it's very superficial, right? And what drives that superficial? Yeah. Is things like the media, movie Mm -hmm. stars, TikTok. 
yeah, it, it's too bad. But like I said, in the 15 years I've been doing this, it certainly has gotten much better than yes. when I began. Yep. But I think if anything, listeners kind of take pause before they label somebody as fit or yeah. healthy or whatever, or maybe they look on like, maybe they don't look fit to them, but in fact, that person is strong and their data on the in-body is actually healthy. And I use air quotes there, but like, I think it's just that judgment thing and choosing not to do that. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Questions for our listeners? Questions for our listeners. How about a self-evaluation? Where on that spectrum do you fall? On that health continuum? Hey, side note, we have talked about that, the health wellness continuum before. Mm -hmm. You should definitely go back and reference that episode. It's in the first 10, I believe. Yeah, because it definitely relates to this. Yeah, actually, I was thinking about it the whole time we were were doing this. So there's your homework, listener homework. Go back to episode. And Coach Wendy's trying to find the episode number for you. But I think you should pause and just do a self-evaluation. Where on that spectrum do you fall? Or would you rate yourself healthy and fit based on some of the, the variables that we've aligned as what we define as healthy and fit? And then like, where can you make some improvements? So we talked about moving through real life pain-free, moving through real life ranges of motion pain-free, the absence of disease you know, so, I mean, right there, those are three huge crucial things that you can take, take note of within your life. And like, just look around at what you do. How can you make those things better? And like, even if you say, no, like I'm good on there, you can still make them better. So I challenge you to, to come up with a couple of things, what those could be. And I would love to hear them sharing with me. Like, I don't care how far on the spectrum you rate yourself. I guarantee you I've worked with people that are far worse than where you'll put yourself and that's okay. The point is, is that we're always getting better. Um, episode 28. Ooh, I was wrong. October was... 26, 2020. Wow. And we've been doing this a long time. All right. Episode 28. Yeah. That's the health wellness continuum. Yeah. Have a listen to that. Tie it in with some of the concepts we talked about today. Now I'll give you a global perspective on like what health and fit and fitness should look like and feel like. And I think just like also checking in on, are you wanting to judge people quickly based on how they look? Yeah. And just next time, maybe catch yourself before you do that. You know what I, I do, but mm-hmm. I do it and I see it as an opportunity to help somebody. So like, I'm almost doing it as in like a positive light. Is like, I know that I can help you and I want to help you. Yeah. And I think that's different. I think you're doing it in the means of like diagnosing areas for improvement, right? Like whether it be, um, a body composition kind of taking in that information when you see somebody or a movement, um, like evaluation and like, how does this person move and how can I improve that? I think that's different. I think it's when you're quick to make that judgment 
overall about the person. Yeah. 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 Okay. Episode 72. 72. Defining what it means to be healthy and fit. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, follow our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and send us your listener questions or the answers to your listener questions. Or questions if you have them. Yeah, or questions. We love to chat. Thanks for listening.